Welcome back. Japanese labor prison. Don't go. You don't want to go. Japanese labor prison podcast. Listen to it. I don't know if I want to call it a podcast, really. I've already said it, but it's a project. It's a story. This project is going to assist me in writing my book. So if you're listening, I appreciate you. And feedback would actually be tremendously helpful because I think this will lay it out. And if there's any holes or if I rambled off too much of something didn't make sense, that's cool. Let's talk about it. I'm down to interact with it because really... I like to talk and I like to meet people. So you go ahead, write me. If you're on Anchor, uh, give me, give me. If you got a podcast, give me a shout out. Actually, I used to do that for other people, and other people did that for me, and it worked out great. But uh, this, this is more or less for to write the book. So if you are listening, I appreciate you putting up with me. Now this episode is essentially going to be called 2012 through 2013 because i don't know in japan because i got a recap on 2012 it was a great summer just me and my dad like there was no uh day it was just uh none of that had happened yet i hadn't met her so it's just me dipping out kind of on my family (laughs) it's kind of fucked up but uh i'm i was kind of over fighting we were still living together and i was like we got i can't live with you and I got to leave, and I left for like two months, and I told my baby mama, Tanisha, that uh, I basically, uh, like, we were done, we were done, so it wasn't like there was any breakup happening like that, I was just going, but I told her I was going for an internship, so she wouldn't bitch too much, because I was in school, and I was taking Japanese seriously, and like, the long-term goal was to be, like, a international business, because I know Japanese, so like doing, had to lock down the classes and stuff like that. And that's that's still kind of the goal, I guess. But really, uh, I'll sell anything anywhere. It doesn't matter. You don't need you don't need a college degree to be a salesman. Just go sell it. You could always educate yourself, but you might as well just go to seminars on how to sell. Uh, educate yourself. But back to this story. Uh, 2012, the summer. After after bouncing out, I did go to see those guys that uh at the Triad Distribution. Those guys that was seedless and they used to sell my clothes. The reason we didn't like work out, especially with in Japan, like uh, I was getting the orders, but we like they were like putting the pressure on me to start advertising over there, and it costs like it costs a couple grand just to put a page up, and I'm not playing those games. I'm not making that kind of money, so I I. After they kept on pressuring me, I was like, you know, I'm not even doing it. But I went up there and just hung out with them. I didn't, there was no internship. I just went and hung out and would, would go have lunch with them and then go float around Tokyo. And then uh, I had two whole months there. I'm not going to walk you down that whole two months, but it was definitely amazing. I mostly followed my nose on where the food was. And then I was there to practice Japanese. So I'd sit there and talk to Typically, like, old old dudes would, would be the one who talked to you. Everybody else like, hey, you know, I'm busy. It's Tokyo. People are moving. They ain't got time for you. But you got an old man sitting on a park bench. Just go sit next to him. He goes, what you doing? And start speaking Japanese. They look at me all sideways. Okay. 
this guy knows the Japanese. And then I will have a little weird old old man conversation talking about the weather and random things and typically me telling him that I grew up in Japan and practicing that spiel. Kodomo no toki, nihon ni sunde imashita, dakara, nihongo wa katteru ja. <laughs> I like I like watching anime, but I just can't I can't do it for too long. But I do I do get a kick out of watching it and understanding it, and it's cute. It is cute. But the summer of 2012, well, man, I had so I had friends from Japan, period, and then I had friends from Grossmont College that were in the Japanese club, and like we did we did a few things like we go party sometimes afterwards and do like karaoke drinking this is in america but then whenever i was in japan i want to meet up with people i met up with uh yoshiko yuta and uh nobody else from school i did end up seeing christina but that was she visited me later on that'll be in the episode later um in uh, seeing people from america and japan's a trip but seeing your Japanese friends in Japan is really cool because you're like, holy shit, like, I, here you are. I told you I, I've come here, and here I am. And uh, I think Yoshika met her in Roppongi. That's a very touristy area. Very fun. You can have a lot of fun there. And typically, like, you, you don't get in any spit-spat fights there. But this night, I kind of had a little little bit of an altercation. This is not the, the uh, getting kicked out of Japan night, but I was... I had dinner with Yoshika. She's like, if you don't get on the train by midnight, you're not getting to wherever, where you need to be. And so she had to dip out to get to where she needed to be. And like, I walked into the train and then I, now I have Rapungi to myself. And like, it was either get on the train time or party all night time. And, uh, I'm there for the summer. So it's a party all night time. Like you're not going to catch a train until five in the morning, like five forty-five in the morning. Uh, Rapungi, is Rapungi. It's got something to do all night long. So I was I was like, all right, we're gonna have a little adventure. This this shit started raining though, like right away, like after she got on the train, it's the city of Tokyo just decided to start raining on me. Just boom and like, oh my god, I had to like run. And I just went into the next place and it was like uh it turned out to be you had to buy a drink to go go in there, which is typical of a, of a Tokyo spot. Sometimes you got paid like thirty bucks just to sit at a booth, like I mean, at like one seat of the booth, like in a, in a little bar. But uh, you get to, you're gonna typically stay there all night. A lot of people do that too. They'll go somewhere, sit, and just stay there all fucking night. Like boom, this is where I'm at. I got my spot, and they'll look at other people like I ain't moving. This is where I'm at all night long. I might take a nap right here. <laughs> if I pay 30 bucks some sit somewhere I might take a nap and if you dare tell me wake up I'll flip the fuck out I might I really might but uh the night the the first bar I went into it was like a snack bar but like it was like uh it was like I had a shady vibe to it this one it had a definite shady vibe to it and like I ended up getting sat with a Russian girl and I was like, I don't really, you know, I'm just here for the drink. So, like, you don't have to waste your time here because I'm not going to do shit. You want a drink? I'll buy you a drink. Okay, you want a drink? You want me to buy a drink? She wants me to buy her a drink. Okay, now they got me for two drinks. But I already resided myself to a night out. And 
and I don't know if you've ever been to Japan, but they got these bars. They're called snack bars. Then they got these kabakuda. I don't know. They got all kinds of fun, cool bars that people like to go to. And these are some of them. And I was in one. And this chick was trying to get, which is like typically the, like they go out in a group and they'll like hire a couple of chicks to hang out and make them have fun. You got a chick there. She's hot. She's cute. You're, there's no real pressure. Nobody's trying to smash necessarily. Somebody is. There's always somebody trying. And if you ain't trying, what's wrong with you? Because they're pretty. You might as well. But uh, this particular night, I wasn't prepared to give this girl all my money. I just started this adventure. I wasn't drunk enough for her to get me. And I was I was just basically told her so. And she's like, you know what? I really appreciate that. And uh, she's like, let me get your phone number. And like, I gave it to her. And I didn't hear from her until fucking like way later in the goddamn evening because she's working right but eventually i had my drink and like i looked outside it wasn't it wasn't pouring anymore so I was, all right i'm a mosey on and where did i go i went i was just kind of walking walking and then oh I, I was randomly found this like nice like it was dark everywhere was dark for some reason i was in this one weird alley and i saw this this bright bar all of a sudden it was really bright Tons of people in it. It was like one long hallway down to the back. There's just a bunch of people in it. And I walk up, like, I'm going to just order some drinks. And they're like, hey, it's a private party. I'm like, huh? Like, yeah, it's, it's a bar, but it's a private party. I was like, can I buy a drink? I'm kind of thirsty. It's raining. And they're like, yeah, yeah, fuck it. You know, all right, come on, man. Come on in. And uh, basically, I got in there, and I was sitting there drinking. And then two girls come up to me, and they start speaking English to me. They want to practice their English. And it's not the best English, but typically the, if you if you step up like that, you got some balls. Because like, a lot of people don't want to fuck up, but I think they're willing to push themselves. That or they had lived abroad already because they're pretty confident with their English. And we're sitting there talking, and uh, I'm, I'm trying to slide in some Japanese because I'm trying to learn Japanese too. These girls are infringed upon my Japanese learning right now. That's why I engulfed myself in the culture so I could learn it deeply again like all the way again and uh, that was the plan that's why i wanted to be there for two months and stuff just kind of really really be there and be out and talking to people but i wasn't mad at him we were talking we were speaking english but this one guy came out of nowhere and basically in japanese like why are you talking to this stupid american and i was i looked at him and they looked at me and like they didn't know what to do because they knew i knew japanese i was (laughs) i was laughed and I called him like a bakayato. <laughs> Not even that tapaka. I, mean, I called him, I was like, what did you say, stupid? Pretty much, that's what it translates to. And uh, he looked at me like, oh, shit, I fucked up. And then I just laughed it off, and we had fun. And that was like, t- that was probably like the meanest thing that happened to me. Except for, I guess, like when we were dressed up as, uh, like we would dress up in the, in the yukata, which is basically like a summer kimono. It's like a big dress, but you got big sleeves and stuff. You can hide things in there. You don't necessarily have to wear underwear, but it's recommended. It's recommended, but it gets hot. It gets hot in those things, so you know. Like that one dude said, your balls get hot. (laughs) Joe Rogan asked, why'd you take his shorts (laughs) off? Crazy. Uh, But uh, that night, oh, yeah, so they, they tripped out. That night wasn't the trip. That wasn't the end of that night, man. I'm not here to talk about that night because that night was crazy because it did rain a lot and I had to end up having to go in this one weird bar that was like, it was like, it was sketchier than the other spot. It was like a, 
you know, it was like one of them horror movies with that with that goddamn clown mask and the, I forget what it is, but they made a whole bunch of them. It just looked like a dirty bathroom, nasty situation, and like there's this one lady, one lady's tied up, and another Japanese lady in a nurse outfit is like beating her. And the lady at the bar is like, you got to order a drink. So I ordered a drink because it was pouring outside. And this place is like three stories up. So I was kind of committed. I was like, all right, I'll get the fucking drink. And uh, that was after I left that bar. And then I ended up, I ended up going, sitting sitting somewhere and eating food all night until the train started coming because I was hungry as fuck. And then then I met, a whole, met up with a whole bunch of other people. But that's it was a crazy night. But Tokyo... 2012 summer that was a great time i loved it i got to go to all kinds of places with my dad golfing tama hills we uh you know we spent a lot of time with with his friends and stuff too mostly we were in fusa just at the bar row but i go to tachikawa a lot uh shinjuku was was one of my favorite places me and him would go to shinjuku sometimes he, he did an all-nighter with me one night in shinjuku and uh he tried to do it again and then we it was come time to whether we're going to go or not. He's like, I'm going to go. I was like, all right, man. And, like, he'd leave. Like, I, I would just be around in uh, Tokyo, see his ass. I'd go meet my sister. I'd go see her grandma, her mother, my stepmom. And uh, I didn't see her aunt this time or that time. But we're all we're all family, so we all try to go to Chiba. Her family's from Chiba. But anyway, I didn't meet Kaida yet. But I had gone to see the Daibutsu with my sister and her friends, which is in uh, Kamakura, and it's really cool, it's this huge Buddha, and like, I don't know, they got cherry blossoms and stuff, but it wasn't cherry blossom season when I was there, but you could tell, it's just a really beautiful garden, and that thing is huge, and it's really cool to see, and then whenever I see the pictures with the cherry blossoms, it's, it's just beautiful, but that's where Kaede is from, so I took a bunch of pictures there, so whenever I eventually met her, whenever I went, whenever I finally went home, I was, uh, I got home and I ended up moving in with a friend of mine and then another friend like divorced his wife and moved in and then his girlfriend moved in and like there's like three dudes, a chick and then all kinds of kids running around and this big house is a huge house. You could totally handle it, but we were, we were all cooking so good. Everything was cooked. Mikey was a good cook, but we were all making some, like that house was running on point. And then I eventually met Kaede in the fall semester of 2012, whenever I started uh, just going back to the, the Japanese club meetings. You got to introduce yourself, and then you end up you end up just being in the same pl- spots at school because you're talking about, like, in the cafeteria or whatever. You end up sitting in the same spots, and then eventually you get invited out to some stuff. And uh, Min Sok Chung was this Korean spot that we used to go to. They had a karaoke spot in there, and it was pretty cool. And uh, I don't know, eventually me and her, like, just on our magnets finally draw, drew us together. And uh, we, we we had a great relationship. It was a great relationship. And then she ended up, after a few months, moving out of her uh, home, whatever, whatever home, whatever. She was living in, like, some home that was set up through the school like straight up renting a room in a house like close to the college I forget I don't remember what the program was called it wasn't my program but uh, that's where she was living in when she moved in the house and then we got her in there she's I don't know it's like it was crazy we would have good just good food good nights lots of drinking there's a kegerator there there's two pool tables there's a shuffleboard there's kids running around just 
just loud as any video game you want to play. And uh, it was like a big game room house. And then nonstop food. She's all teaching them Japanese and stuff, which I loved. I loved that. I thought it was awesome because Nodoko taught me Japanese. And my dad didn't want that. And, like, I wasn't going to be against it at all. But uh, then also the kids from uh, college, yeah, those we'd party with those kids too because by this time a few of us had known each other a couple years and then these like these girls were new to new to the show, and we we knew where to take them and then I don't know, we we had good good times doing that pretty much we went all over the place and then me and Kaede, I remember our main mission in life had become finding out where the good legit japanese restaurants were and then like we kind of got obsessed a little bit and then like she'd be like no nah, ain't no japanese people here <laughs> i'm out <laughs> she's a little fucked up about it she's like i'm out and like we'd be mean we were a little mean like when we were talking japanese i i thought i know the vietnamese talk some shit but the japanese talk some shit on the slide too because me and her did it see someone walking by be like that but <laughs> Y'all don't know what that means, but I'm not gonna say it right now. Dabu. Uh anyway, yeah, Daibutsu, Kamakuda. So she saw the pictures of me at the Kamakuda and the Daibutsu and she's like, That's where I'm from and I was like, Okay, I've really fucking been there and that was cool. And I don't know. We really did the searching for Japanese food. Uh Yokohama's pretty good. Uh what do we got? You know. Hell, I can't go through all of them right now. There's no point. These are even in these are in San Diego, so there's really no point. But we did go all around. It was pretty fun doing that. And uh, I don't know. Maybe it's time for a break. Is that halfway? After school was finished. Oh, so, yeah, I think this is a good time. Because we, we went through a whole, like, not, we went through a fall semester, spring semester, we had a whole bunch of parties and stuff. Like, it, there's no reason to really go in detail on that. I already went enough in the, the summer of 2012. But the fall was good. Me and her loved each other. It was great. I was going to go home with her. She uh, she was going to – she had to go home for two months of the summer, according to her, her scholarship. So she had to go for two months. I couldn't go for another – two months like I'd already done it to my son once. I was like, I can't really do it. It was pretty sad. He wasn't happy about it. And like we were doing Zoom meetings and you could tell he was he's a little sad and confused. Like where the fuck's my dad? And then he knew we were fighting, so he's probably really confused. You know what I mean? Like you kids can still tell. I don't know. But that was definitely a thing. But essentially whenever I come back, we're gonna be going into the summer where I go to Japan and then I don't get to go home. I go for a month. I go. I buy my ticket for a month, but I do not get to get on that flight home. All right, we're gonna take a break right here, and uh, yeah, it's, I guess that was a good time. And we're back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Let's continue this story. We left off pretty much. Uh, school's over. School's over. Kaede went back to Japan. I'm going to follow suit not too not too long. Um, I kick it with my kid for a good good month. And then, like, uh, you know, I did some things around the house pretty much. And then I left. Like, I, I went out to 4th of July. We went, uh, we went camping with Mikey and all the fam and stuff. We went camping. 
I don't know, some some weird place they went, but I could see the stars, man. Like you could see the stars like no other. We went far, far out there. He had a camper, so we weren't we weren't roughing it. But I slept on top of the camper. It was a little weird. But something told me to get up there on that roof and just stare at them stars that night and I did. And uh I that was burnt in my memory for a long time and it's a really good thing. Cause uh, one thing you don't know about is when in, when you're in Japan, you really don't see the stars. Like you don't see them. You see like one. You see the moon. That's about it. There's only only some that is strong enough to break through all that 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 light pollution, which is Tokyo. That's just how it is. Tokyo. Everywhere I was is still close enough to Tokyo that you couldn't see much of nothing, even in Shizuoka. Uh, so essentially. I go to the 4th of July, I take him to, I take Fortune to his mother's house, and I say bye and stuff, and like, I don't think anything of it, you know, I'm just gonna go for a month for a vacation, I'm thinking, you know, bye, give him the love, always give him the love, love that little dude, this is the last time I saw him for a long time, uh, but basically, I flew to, I was gonna fly to Japan, and meet up with, with uh, Kai Day, and then we're gonna, uh, we're gonna have a day. I was gonna be there for a day, and I was gonna we're gonna fly to Guam. Me and her together. We're gonna fly over to Guam. We had planned out a trip to Guam, hotel stay, and it's fairly cheap too. It was like it's like five hundred bucks a piece, so a thousand bucks for like a week vacation, and like we had to pay for our food and stuff. But I don't even know. It could have been cheaper than that. Really, it was, I feel like it was a better deal than that. It was like seven hundred bucks at the end of it, and and then you know we went spent plenty of money, but. We had a good time, but I, whenever I was flying there, I, uh, you know, you buy your ticket. I go, I go, go to the plane, I go, go to the airport, the plane station. <laughs> I was going to go to the plane station, <laughs> but I went there and I got on the plane. I was going to go to San Francisco and I was going to have a little layover and I was going to fly over to, uh, Tokyo, see, uh, see everybody, see Kaede, my dad, Toshiko, Noriko, Yoko, everybody, all my friends, Daniel, and so many people over there, there's so many people I know over there, I can't, I couldn't even begin, because there's so many people that my dad works with, a lot of hilarious stories too, I guess even from the 2012 one, I won't say his name, but let's do a little flashback on him, because it's a funny story, because on that bar row, they totally, totally have a, uh, like a couple, a couple, a couple, uh, new halves, and I don't know what, how new half came about, but they got new half, like new titties or something, because the other half is still there, they still got their Pepe, and, uh, there's like these two Filipino girls, girls would use that term, and, uh, that's their pronouns, probably, I don't know, probably, but they're, they're walking up and down the road, you know who they are, but one of them got huge titties, and this dude, David, He'd come out with us, and, like, that chick was all over him, the one with the titties, and, uh, and like, they're, 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 uh, having fun, and then we were leaving, he, he, he told us, oh, beat it, man, don't worry about it, <laughs> we're like, you know, that's a dude, right, he's, don't worry, don't worry about me, okay, later, I, th I think he came with us, he didn't tell us that, he's like, oh, I feel like he wanted to, though, he wanted to, um, but that was bar row. In fact, I was going to go back and do all that, right? But I'm on the plane. I go to San Francisco. I get off. I'm waiting. And then all of a sudden, 
it's like a lot of commotion everywhere. I didn't feel or hear nothing, but all of a sudden you knew there was a panic around you. And apparently a plane had just crashed like outside the damn airport, like not totally crash crash, but like it skidded off and like was it was an accident, like it was bad. But two girls died, like two Chinese girls died, and there was there was there was you know shit they had to clean up. So all the all the planes, all the flights were canceled. I'm like, oh my god, this girl died, and like everybody's in a rush to get a hotel room and stuff like that. And I wasn't thinking on those lines. I didn't even think about it. I'm like, oh fuck, man, this is crazy. And then I go to the counter just to ask, like, what's up? And she's like, two girls died. Can't you get it? Like, we're busy. I'm like, what the hell, man? I, I don't, what am I supposed to do right now? And I was kind of confused. Everybody's confused. And she was not helping. She was not helpful at all. Whoever you are, ma'am, you are not helpful. I don't care what I, I was going through some things, too. You could have helped out. But I ended up sleeping in the airport that night i totally got on a shuttle bus and like rode around and i kept going to places y'all got a room no you got a room no you got a room no 200 bucks this one room was I like, nah ain't paying 200 that's like a chunk out of my uh my budget for the month I mean, that's, that's gonna that's gonna be no no for me that's a strong no for fortunato i did not buy i did not do that but uh essentially i just went back to the airport in the morning, we had a flight. They cleaned up the, the runway and all that stuff. And in the morning, I flew to Japan. I made it there just in time, pretty much, to get my next flight to uh, to go to Guam. And then we got to Guam, and it was nighttime, that, and everything shut down. Like, I was kind of shocked how shut down it was whenever we got there. But they also have, like, power outages and shit. Like, you don't, I mean, like we don't... We don't have power outages like they do. Like, they have bad infrastructure i don't know why but like twice i don't know but the, the lights were on it just seemed dead and it was probably like a weeknight or some shit because it was totally live whenever whenever uh whenever it was daytime and then also whenever it was like party time wherever the clubs were but we got there pretty late next day we went shopping all over the place they got every kind of cool shopping clothes you can want i guess and uh we went all over the place just looking and having fun, and, I don't know, Guam is cool, really cool beach, like, beautiful, beautiful water, and, uh, that's the one thing I'll, I'll, I could say about that, the water is extremely beautiful, I remember stepping on their little sea cucumbers, and, and they're kind of weird, at least that's what I think they were, uh, the lifeguard come out, come out, and, uh, well, like, Kaede made friends with these two Japanese girls, and like so basically, I had three Japanese girls kicking it with me, and then the lifeguard came and started kicking it with us. And then we all went off, and you're like, we're throwing these cucumbers at each other. These these huge, they look like turds, to be honest. Like they look like we're out there throwing poo at each other. It's hilarious. Me and this lifeguard, he's from like Hawaii, <laughs> and me and him are throwing these turds at these girls. <laughs> sea cucumbers. Oh my god. That's hilarious. I wish there was somebody uh, filming that. God damn, that's funny. And like everybody knew exactly what, what it looked like. Nobody's acting like they didn't know. But they're so weird to step on. They're everywhere too. They're like, I felt like there's a whole lot of them. And it's, I don't know, I, I got out of there. But you could see little beautiful fish too. Like you could go snorkeling out there when you weren't causing a goddamn commotion. And it's kind of shocking. It's like, oh my God, I'm out here disturbing these people's fucking world right now. Just thumping, dumping, 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 dumping. 
there's fish living right there in beautiful ass water, like beautiful fish, like in a like you'd have in a uh, in your aquarium. You could just go catch them right there. They're just living right there, chilling, straight chilling. And I was kind of shocked to see that. I didn't, I didn't even. You couldn't see it from above. Then you put some the, some the goggles on. You go under it. Boom, life just all over the place. There's there's shit happening. I'm like, oh my god, but you can see it because it's clear like an aquarium. We have no idea what's around those murky ass waters we're fucking with. Hell, I don't even want to get in the ocean no more after seeing Guam's water. But we spent a week in Guam. We had a good time. I fly back to Japan with Kaede. Oh, I don't know if a BJ counts. But I think I'm part of the Mile High Club. I don't know. I think so. I think that's part of the Mile High Club because she went under the blanket. Uh, she's a good person. Kaede is a nice lady. You treat her with respect. Put some respect on her name. Um, yeah, I guess we both are. We're both part of the Mile High Club, so you can't even fuck with her because you, you ain't on that level. If you ain't on that level, you ain't on that level. But back to Tokyo we go. We fly to Tokyo. Uh, we get there. I've been to this airport so many times in Narita. And, in fact, I got interviewed before I met up with Kaide, like, by some TV show. I wonder if I ever made it on TV. And it's a popular TV show, but, like, I doubt it. Oh, shit, what if they really followed my story? Oh, that'd be crazy because I gave them all my information, and then I got locked up. That'd be crazy. I'm sure they followed it, but I wouldn't, I'm sure they didn't put it on TV. Cause like they they would they would follow people. I don't know if they would always follow up with people, but I know sometimes they would follow people. They did not ask to follow me. They interviewed me. I told them I spoke Japanese. I probably they, they were like, ah, oh, this guy's not even interested. He's been here. I was nonchalant too. I was ah, I've been here. My dad. I'm going to my dad's house. Oh, your dad's house, man. What do you mean? Like that's not fun. That was probably wasn't good TV. So they probably dipped out on me. Little did you motherfuckers know. See. <laughs> should have followed me uh but whenever we get to this airport there's a guy standing there with fortunata to sony late on the damn sign and shit and uh that's for us that's for me and kaya day that there's like a limo it wasn't a limo it was a shuttle ain't a damn limo they call it a limo shuttle it's a goddamn it's a goddamn van shut up <laughs> but uh we rode to my dad's house. It's like a fucking three hour, maybe two and a half, two and a half, two and a half hour drive. And like we'd already been partying and we've been rocking and rolling over in Guam. We get there, a goddamn party. We got a barbecue already set up. Everybody's there. Uh, it's going down. And I got, we got, I got people that are pregnant and stuff that I know. I'm all oh, y'all made a baby and it's all crazy. And I got this girl we're all introducing great time we uh we're out on my dad's like he lives he has a home with his next wife and then they're not so happy with each other so he has a bachelor pad at the time now he's remarried to some other lady and i think they're happy with each other and they live together but he was uh living at this apartment but it was like on the fourth story it was like the penthouse of that apartment complex and there's this huge like deck probably the whole size of my apartment of a deck and he just, uh, he, he he could have a party up there, absolutely. And he did. He'd have a few parties up there. And we had a good barbecue going. And then also he had this big white wall. And he'd put, he'd, you know, project the soccer games and stuff. But today we didn't really have a soccer game. So uh, 
he put Sharknado up there, and that we just so we just had Sharknado going during the party up there and stuff, and then we had random stuff going too. But that was fun. We were there for a while, and this is at my dad's spot. I'm happy to be there. I hadn't seen him since the year before. A lot of these guys I hadn't seen in a year, and I'm back, and I'm there with this beautiful girl, and everything's great. Life is good. Life's looking good, and uh, a few of the guys after after the barbecue is starting to wind down, and like the pregnant lady wants to go home. Mark's gonna go with his wife, and then a few other people are gonna do some things. And uh, we're going to apparently go to Bar Row, which is, uh, they call it Akasen in Japan, which means red light district, the single red red line, Akasen. But um, it's, we call it Bar Row because that's where all the bars are. If you want to go to the Rub and Tug, you can, but that's on you, man. There's plenty of, like, girls there. Like, there's no reason to do any of that. There's plenty. And then they got plenty of snack bars, too. Like, if you just need some goddamn attention, just go into one of these bars you pay you pay this girl to sit with you for an hour or some shit. It's weird, weird as fuck, bro. But people do it all the time. I don't do it, but we like whenever we're on a group, my dad will order one. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, let her come kick it. We'll we'll put her on the tab. <laughs> Just have that chick come kick it with us. We'll pay her. <laughs> it seems like such a foreign, weird idea to us, man. But they do that on the regular and it's normal, and it's just a Little girl's dream job, I guess, man. You just go up there and just kick it with people and buy you booze. But I know girls that do it here, and like sometimes it's not as as cracked up as it all, you know, as made out to be. It's not. I might have said that wrong, but anyway, those clubs are not typically the ones we kick it in when we go to Bar Row. We go to Bar Row. We're going to Mama's. It's this Filipino lady. It's like a. It's a. My dad likes to sing karaoke, so we're going to go in there and sing karaoke, and they always have a TV, and, like, they'll measure how good you fucking were. I was always horribly off, so I wasn't I wasn't trying to keep score, okay? But, uh, you know, we bounce around from a few of them, but not necessarily those snack bars. Those are just kind of, I mean, we go up there and drink at the one. It'd be filled with girls, filled with little Filipino girls in there, and it'd be kind of fun, funny to see how many were there ready to sit with people. and. I wouldn't do it, but I did make a few friends with a lot of those girls, and, you know, they're they're cool chicks, absolutely cool chicks, and uh, you just don't want to give them money. It's kind of like strippers here. Don't give them money, and then they'll, uh, they'll, they'll probably hook up with you. If you give them money, then you're just a mark after that. Like, oh, you're, you're how I make my money. I don't get to fuck with you. You're willing to give me money. You are a person that's willing to give me money. I'm not going to fuck that up by giving you more than you deserve. But anyway, we have the barbecue. We go down to Bar Row. We're bouncing around. Uh, me and Kai Day having fun. My dad's having fun. We're seeing some old again. I'm seeing a lot of people I hadn't seen in a minute, and uh, we're we're going like Erica's. Erica's is our favorite bar. You got darts there. It's a chill atmosphere. It's big. It's bigger than most places. And like you go sit down somewhere and not be bothered by everybody. And we bounce down there. And then we went to Mama's, and then we went to, like, this new tequila bar, and there's, like, salsa dancing and stuff, and there's this Cuban girl dancing, and uh, Kaya Day liked her butt, and she slapped it. That Cuban, uh, I don't know where, probably Colombian. She's Colombian. That Colombian girl damn near beat her ass. We're like, oh, 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 like, her dude was like, what the fuck is happening? I was like, hey, man, she's, she's been living in America too long. Ass slapping's okay in America, in San Diego, anyway. 
a girl can slap another girl's ass and it's not a big deal. But that girl was not appreciative of Kai Day. And, like, a lot of those girls, they, they get nippy-nappy any damn way. So, like, she don't know that Kai has just been in America for fucking one year. She don't know that. She's a Japanese girl in Japan. Maybe she should know better. I don't know. I don't know. It seemed innocent enough, but it almost started her brawl. And then uh, we went and had one more drink, and then I think I was kind of tired after that. I was like, you know, I just want to go. And uh, we could have ordered a taxi to there, and we should have, but, like, we just walked to the, uh, oh, because I wanted to grab some uh, some yaki, yakitori, some of those meat sticks, some good-ass chicken sticks. It's just basically skewers. Oh, it's delicious. I'm going I'm to make a food truck with just these things. That's it. Well, no, I'll probably add a whole bunch of stuff, but I want to do a food truck with yakitori. It'd be good yakitori. Haha, no. Haha, no yakitori. But that's what I'll call that. But anyway, I got those. Eat them. You eat them pretty quick. Actually, they're hot, so you don't eat them too quick because they're they made right then and there. But it takes you buy like two, three of them, so it doesn't take you long to eat these little these little meat stick skewers. And uh, you can then like the, we walk to the train station. We get to the train station. All right, this is where everything happens. This is why I get in trouble. Where are we at here? Where are we at on the recording? I want to document this. So we're another 18 minutes in right there. I need to get something to drink. <laughs> like it's, it's real time. It's go time now. This is why. Uh, they convicted me. So basically, when you get to the train station past like 1230, like you might, they might have one, but that's it. Twelve thirty max. You get to the train station at one. You just go queue up, get in line for the taxi cabs, and there's gonna be plenty of taxis are coming. It's just, it's a nonstop cycle of taxis any fucking way at these train stations. Most of these train stations, they got a, they got a taxi cab system worked out. Like they got it all figured out. There ain't no reason to not have it figured out. This shit happens every day. You're either taking a taxi to the train station, you're either taking a car to work, or you're taking a taxi to the train station, a bike to the train station, or a walk to the train station, because everybody's going to the train station at some fucking point. Uh, my dad was lucky enough to go to work uh, on base for a long, long time, even though he wasn't in the military, he had a job on base, but uh, this this uh, neighbor, I don't know, well, this this particular one would be wouldn't even be the the train station he'd go to. But we go to this train station to go to his house after you've been drinking. Naturally you can't you can't uh drive and basically we'll we'll get on the train whenever he gets home from work. Like he'd come home from work, we get on the train and we go to that place. But this this time we had I think we took a taxi down there anyway because we were just ready to rock. So we took a taxi down there and then now we're we're standing in the line waiting for a taxi. So basically, I'm waiting for a damn taxi, and I got to pee. I'm all right. I'm going to go pee. The, the bathroom's in the, in the train station still open, so I go there, and uh, Kai Day and my dad stay in line. We're about we're a few people behind, so I wasn't any, in any danger of not, not, not being in on time. But apparently, while I was peeing, uh, three dudes came up behind 
uh, my dad. They, they just, I don't know how many, whether they're all together or not, but they just, uh, there was guys behind my dad. And whenever I came out, they were uh, yelling at each other. I didn't know why, but apparently Kaede had turned around to them and asked, like, how do I get to this address? It's his address. And the guy's like, what? Looked at her. She's young as fuck. And he's like, he's an old man. He's my dad. Now, I was already older than her any damn way. We don't need to throw her name out there. Make me even worse. But, or I mean, her, her age. But, uh, this guy, he's yelling at my dad like he's a piece of shit. Like, you're a piece of shit for taking this girl home. And then my he's yelling at my girl like, you're a fucking little slut, basically. Not, not in so many words, but like, what the fuck is wrong with you? What are you doing? Uh, little sister type word and uh, or niece type word. And, uh, and he's telling my dad to fuck off pretty much. And I, I skipped the line. I grabbed my girl. I grabbed Kaede and I put her in a taxi cab. I said, fuck all this. Fuck you people. Sorry. Put her in a taxi cab. And then I got one foot. I told her to get over. I got one foot in the taxi cab. And, and y'all don't understand, maybe, but the, the passengers are on the left side so like the driver's on the right side in this situation my dad just got to get in this front seat and i'm telling him dad get in the front seat and then at the same time i'm telling the dudes hey get the fuck away from my father if you decide to get crazy i'll beat your ass pretty much now you gotta think this is a train station there are there are cameras not only are there cameras there's also there's also they got speakers on me because the taxi cab and then also just some audio around the place anyway. But the, the taxi cab audio has me saying everything. Basically, you touch my dad, I'm going to beat your ass. Like, stop. Get the fuck away from my dad. And they kept inching closer and closer. And they're like having a, they're, they're yelling at each other. They're full on yelling at each other. There's like, I've never seen some Japanese dude yelling at my father ever before. And this is, this is crazy to me. And I'm like, hey, dad, get the fuck away from him. Fuck this shit. But the dude keeps getting closer and closer. Dad's from Pittsburgh. He punches the motherfucker. Bam. I'm, oh, shit. And I'm, I'm fucking, I'm in now. So I dive in. I push that dude. The next dude comes at me. I fucking body check him. And I kind of trip him. And I toss him down. I'm trying to leg sweep him, but I was moving too fast. It was more of a body check. And then I just tripped him and threw him. But nonetheless, I threw him on his back. And uh, the next guy came at me. And I headbutted the fuck out of him. And then he was on the ground. And I put, I grabbed my dad. And I put him in the taxi cab. Like, not that I had to grab him, but I was just escorted. I'm like, come on, let's get the fuck out of here, man. So we're both getting the taxi cab, closed the door. Taxi driver looks at me like, get out. <laughs> He's like, I'm not driving y'all anywhere. So I'm like, oh, shit. And uh, I get out. And there's always police right there. They're all, they were at the train station. There's a police station at this train station. They were right there. And there's, like, this one dude, he's laying on the goddamn ground. One, well, All three of them are on the ground still. They're all on the ground. One's rolling around. One's not fucking moving. And then one's grabbing his face where I headbutted him. And he's rolling on the ground. And uh, my chick runs over to to see the the dude laying on the ground. And I went over there. And she, was, she got dropped down to her knees. Like, she was worried. And I was like, oh, shit, what's happening here? And I looked at him, and he looked out of it. Like, he looked loopy and shit. And then, essentially, I was getting yelled at by people, and then the police showed up, and I got arrested. And then my dad got arrested. And, uh, well, actually, he didn't get arrested that night, but he turned himself in because, like, he all the commotion, they didn't arrest him. But he did turn himself in. Who does that? I was like, I'll take the rap. Don't worry about it. <laughs>
But he's a good man, and he turned himself in. He, like, prayed about it. His wife's Buddhist and stuff, and, like, she, she tried to help us. She was good. And I don't know. I mean, everybody tried to help, but essentially I get arrested, right? And I go to the I go to the police station, but my girlfriend comes with me and she explains like these dudes are being assholes to me about being a young lady with an old man and I was trying to tell them I'm not with them and the cops like so there's confusion about you dating them and then the old man got in a fight. Why would the old man fight them if, if he wasn't with you? Like what is really going on? And we're like, what the hell is wrong with you, man? Like, the guy looks at me. He's like, so your dad was in a fight? I was like, yeah. Well, why were you in a fight? Motherfucker, I, just, you, I, I don't even know why you asked that. I'm in it. As soon as the fight started with my father. Did you hear me? That's my father. <laughs> he tried to fight my father. I had to get on him. And I, lucky I didn't throw hands. Like, it's all on video, too, that I was basically just pushing. Push, push, and then the last one, headbutt. Like, because he was coming at me. So, bam, headbutted the fuck at him. Just got low on him. <laughs> just got low as fuck. Boom. Hit him right in his fucking mouth and his head and his nose. He was all over the place. He was, he was hurt. But those motherfuckers are tough, man. And, like, I felt like they are like, Yakuza vibe. I don't think they really were Yakuza. I think they're, like, some wannabe-type Yakuza. But essentially, fuck them up, and uh, they take me to they take me to jailhouse, and then uh, they interrogate me. I tell them my side. Uh, they the dude I headbutted, he showed up, and uh, he was yelling. He was yelling like he was all kinds of pissed off, and he was telling my girlfriend, "You need to be careful with this guy. He's a fucking maniac." And she was like, "What do you mean, y'all? Like y'all were the ones starting it." And then I had to apologize to him, like the, like she explained to me. If you apologize to him, he'll he'll drop charges. Oh, okay, whatever. I apologize. I don't give a fuck. Sorry, bro. Sorry. I apologize. And I kept saying it wrong though. I was like, "Come in, come in." I'm supposed to say, "Come in the side." And like Tyler said, "Come in the side." I was like, "Come in the side." <laughs> so he dropped his charges. But there's two other individuals. One was hell bent. Fucking the first dude. I forget his name, and I really don't care for him. He went and he's a piece of shit. We'll go into him later, but uh, that son of a bitch uh, started the whole fucking thing. He was the one that got punched first, and uh, he didn't want to drop no charges. He wasn't at the station, though, and neither was uh, Mr. Yamaguchi. Mr. Yamaguchi was taken to the hospital. He is the the guy that was on his back. Now, at the time, they tell me he's awake and stuff, and uh, like, you know, he's not he's not pressing charges. He wasn't even going to press charges. And uh, so I just had to worry about that one dude. And it was seeming like it was all good, essentially. Like, they let me go. Like, they interrogated me for a while, but about 4 in the morning, they let me go. They drove me to uh, my dad's house, me and Kaede, dropped us off. No problemo. Uh... Like there's there's nothing like I was doing right. I was I thought I was in the right. Like I fucking defended my father, and uh, they let me go home. Like they dropped me back off. Like they took me to my house and let me go. And they said just don't leave the country. And I was all right. I'm not gonna. They took my passport though, and uh, I don't know about. I start so after that I was I didn't know what to do right so I talked to my stepmom she's like oh man this is not good 
excuse me, might have fucked up. And, like, I was trying to be positive about it. But meanwhile, Kaede's getting calls from the DA-type motherfuckers and stuff. I'm not getting any calls. She's getting calls and asked for her side of stuff all of a sudden. So she's getting a little weirded out. She'd come see me, and she's starting to get stressed. And, uh, like, she's we, we tried to go do things that we were going to do, like try to make it normal. We went to, uh, we went, we were going to go to Disneyland. She loves Disneyland. So we went, Disneyland there, I already touched on it, is way better there than it is here. And uh, we both can attest to that. And we wanted to go. And uh, so we went. Little did I know, I have a goddamn private eye following me around. And then whenever, the, like, whenever it comes down later, someone's following me around. But we go, we go to, uh, Disneyland, we go around Tokyo, we eat dinner, we go see things, there's Matsuri festivals all over the place, so we're going to festivals and doing things, we're trying to get out and about, it's the summertime, and this is my summer vacation, and like, she had planned all this stuff, like, she, like, figured I'm gonna do, I'm gonna be there for a month, she has a job, so she's like, okay, these days are we gonna do things, so we went and did those things, and they were following me around, now, I didn't know that Mr. Yamaguchi had fallen into a coma the, that, like, two days after that or something like that. Like, it was induced at first, but it, it, wasn't, it wasn't good because his head was swelling. Now, as it turned out, when they started doing the, the CAT scans and the stuff, his, uh, the front lobe of his brain had separated from the whatever holds your brain or whatever's supposed to be there. It ain't supposed to get stressed. And it got stressed the fuck out. And it's the swelling. Like, I think they tried to fucking, I don't know, to drill a hole in his head or some shit. Something, man. But it didn't work out. Nothing worked out. And his wife ended up pulling the plug because he, well, actually, they arrested me before she pulled the plug. But they arrested me about a week later. They rearrested me. I woke up after being out and about. And then I fucking cops. Hello, hey, 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 cops! Just all up in, all up in our shit, bro. My dad's like confused. I'm confused. They arrested me. They arrest. They arrested him too. That time too. They yeah, they took him back in too, and they told us not to talk to each other and stuff. And then, you know, he's following the rules and stuff. I didn't give a shit. I was telling lawyer up, man. Fucking <laughs> lawyer up. Because uh, this is bad, and essentially he he got to bail out because he's a he he's he's a citizen there kind of like he's not a citizen but he's been there so long he's married to a, a Japanese citizen he's got a house he's got a, a address essentially so he gets to bail out me I do not get to bail out and uh, man I'm in there. Not getting a bailout, stressing about this dude being in a coma, thinking, oh, my God, like, what's happening? And then it dawns on me, oh, my God, I might not see my son for the longest time. He's three years old, two and a half, three. He's going to be fucking old, and this stresses me out. Like, to no end, like, this absolutely stresses me out. That's the worst pain I ever felt is what I was about to do to this boy. And uh, I never wanted to do that to him. I wouldn't want to do that to him. And it was, it was definitely a burn. And then also just losing your freedom. And then once that starts dawning on you that you might get convicted for homicide. 
if this dude fucking dies. Because you got nothing but Japanese people around you strict as fuck. They barely even understood that I was defending my father. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here, man? And I'm sitting in here like it's around my birthday, too. I'm like, what the fuck? Kaede's visiting me every day. Like, people trying to visit me, bring me books and stuff. But uh, eventually, while I'm in the... Because I'm in the... I'm getting interviewed every day, too. This this goddamn interrogator was coming at me every fucking day. Just come pulling me upstairs, feed me, and then it's fucking... He's nice enough. Nice enough guy. He uh he, he seemed to kind of understand, but, like, he, he was, again, of the nature of... I don't know. Why would you fight if your dad was fighting? You don't think he could handle it? Like, you need to help him? I was like, yeah, I'm helping him every time. I will always help my father in a fight. He's old. He does not need to be fighting. I am younger. I will handle it. And they didn't seem to fucking get that. And uh, they weren't going to get that. But what are you going to do? Um, yeah. So they rearrested me. That guy, he, uh, it wasn't long till he passed or she pulled the plug. I was in there for like three weeks. And then, uh, so you get arrested and you're sitting in the, the, the jailhouse still. Like it's still like the regular in town. I'm in, I'm not far from my dad's home and like, I feel like I want to stay around there. I don't want to go off to wherever the hell they're going to send me. But I guess, like, I didn't know. I didn't know what was going to happen. And, like, at first, when I first got arrested, like, the first few days, like, I was definitely hopeful that this guy was going to fucking come out of it. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I was hoping for. I, I was praying, like, every with every, like, I was hoping this guy would survive. Like, oh, my God. A little selfishly to admit, but it's also, you know, for him, and then also my kid and just everything. But it's definitely, I was a little selfish. I wanted to get the fuck out of there, and I was still holding on to hope that they'd send me home. And like, because most of the most of the guys I talked to inside, they're like, "Ah, man, it's a fight. You're going home, man. Don't worry about it. You're going home. Don't worry about it. There's there's nothing they can do. You got in a fight. You're going home." They kept saying that, and then I started to wanting to believe it. Random thing happened one time whenever I was in that jail. Uh, like the, whenever I walked in my cell, there's like two dudes in there, and like let's set up the stage there. It's it's just a long kind of room. It's like a little elevated room, so you can't hollow anything out or have anything under you. I don't know why it's elevated, but it is. We get futons, but you got to put them away during the day. But these two guys are fairly cool. One dude was in there for like 200 days or some shit, though. I'm like, what the fuck? Another guy's like, yeah, but he's fighting his case. And then the other dude was just a, he's a little, uh, he's a little wannabe Yakuza. But he's a little thief. He's just, he's just a crazy little thief. That was his thing. He just stole stuff. But he's a little weird one. Kakui. He weirded me out of here. He's all right, though. I ain't mad at him. But uh, I think he tried to contact my sister whenever I got out, or when he got out, and she was like, not having it. She's like, don't be having these weirdos fucking in your life at all. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're right. But there's one dude, if he gets out, I'd, I'd totally be okay with that. So whenever I was uh, in this spot, in the jailhouse, 
Like this, there's like four rooms on this side, and that's about it. And then there, and like you just share it. There's gonna put like three, four people in those rooms, but we had three in ours. There's plenty of space. But uh, one night I hear, "Hey, American!" And like this fucking Australian accent. Don't expect me to do no Australian accent. I can't pull it off. You know, shrimp on the Barbie shit. But like it's an Australian accent. I'm like, "What's up, man?" And like he's like, "Oh, what you locked up for?" And then fucking, we start talking. We go back and forth and shit. And then uh, he's, "I'll see you on in the yard tomorrow." It's not much of a yard. It's like a, it's it's small. But uh, we, I go in there and I see this fucking same people, and then I see this other Japanese dude. But he's all tattooed and fucking much much bigger. He's been he's been eating well. And uh, working out, clearly. And I started talking to him, and it's him. Like, I did not expect him to bust out this Japanese dude with the Australian accent. It was fucking hilarious. I I mean, I I laughed right then. And I was like, that's fucking you? Oh, my God. Like, this is crazy as hell. He's like, yeah. That's funny, huh? I was like, yeah. But he's looking at me with these crazy-ass eyes, too. At the same time, you can tell this motherfucker don't give a fuck. And, uh... I was like, we, we we bullshitted for a little bit. And then eventually, like, he asked the guard, can I move in his room? And the guy was like, you want him in your room? I was like, yeah, I do. Actually, he speaks English. I do want him in the fucking room. And because uh, I was like, hell yeah, I do. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. English, please. Fuck these motherfuckers. There's nothing but Japanese all day. And uh, that, that put a change in the room. And then that dude was, he was straight up Yakuza. That dude was Yakuza. So... Once he got in the room, like I started, I started picking up that vibe. He didn't really say it, but uh, he starts talking little by little. Nobody's really going into everything yet about what they did, but eventually, like he gets like a magazine show up or some shit, and and these magazines are like a yakuza dude, just like all suited up downtown on boats and with down like you know, fucking uh, Tokyo behind them and stuff like that. And he was doing some, uh, just some baller stuff. And he's like, yeah, these are my friends. They just dropped this off, as a matter of fact. And uh, we started talking. I was getting this Yakuza vibe off of him. And then uh, he never really said it. People don't say things like that. But he, uh, I asked him why the fuck he had an Australian accent, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, I just did 10 years. <laughs> in Australian prison. I'm like, what the fuck? And and what do you, like, he wasn't, he was like, man, I did 10 years in Australian prison. And then now, I might do another 10 years here. And he had the calmest demeanor about it. Like, he wasn't upset at all. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm fine, though. I'll be all right. I'm like, God damn, man, if I knew I was doing 10 years, I'd be freaking out. I'm thinking I'm doing 15. Like, that's what I was thinking I was going to get was 15. That's what the prosecution was like t- hinting about and I was fucking freaking out because then my kid would be 18. This dude was pretty uh chill about all that and then he started telling me about why he had to flee to Australia. <laughs> he was like, he's like, I, he tell me he used to go to America and then I guess, I think he like, I think he killed some goddamn apartment manager and, like, now his mama runs that motherfucker. Some crazy shit. But, uh, that dude was not. He's like, yeah, we're set with, I'm set for money. I already set my family up with money. They're good. I'm going to just go do my time and I'm going to get out. 
And then he was telling me some other crazy stories and shit. But one of the crazy ones is like, you know, you, you take with a grain of salt. This guy tells me when he got, when he, he left Australia, he went to Canada trying to not come to Japan because he knew he was wanted for a crime. But Canada said, fuck that. And they sent his ass to, uh, they sent his ass back to Japan. And then he's, according to him, when he walked out of the plane, like into the airport, there's a bunch of cameras out there, like already out there filming him getting getting uh out of jail, like out of the plane and stuff. And I was like, okay, whatever, that's kind of crazy. He's like, oh man, I'm, I'm I'm fucking known, bro. I'm on TV right now. I'm like, no shit, that's crazy. And uh, I, I don't know, he did something gnarly. And uh, I don't know why he's in our little little area, but coming from the airport either they they hid his ass in the middle of fucking nowhere like <laughs> they still found him the yakuza still found him and uh they're bringing him they're bringing him you know underwears and fucking deodorant and shit like that and like different people would bring stuff to him a lot like he got a lot of people like the guy be like, hey, he got some more shit basically he's like, all right cool yeah that's cool and he's he looking at me like man you're going to face some time, bro. He's looking at me like, you're going to do some time. Just get it in your head. You're going to do some time. You're going to be fine. Because I was freaking out. I was absolutely freaking out. I didn't want to do fucking homicide time. I was just helping my dad out, motherfucker. I didn't mean to fucking hurt anybody that goddamn bad. But I did it, and I needed to, like, suck it up. So, like, he started getting in my head there, and I was like, I guess so, man. And then he was like, man, I tell you the truth, I hope that dude dies. I'm like, God damn, you're fucking ruthless. He's like, that way you quit stressing about it. You'll do your 15 years, probably get out in 10. You'll be getting out with me, man. <laughs> and I'm like, whatever, bro. And I didn't really think anything else about those camera stories, right? But we, we got to go to the DA's office. And when we go to the DA's office, you uh, get in a bus. You go, you go down in, I, I think, Tachikawa area. And, uh, which is pretty much Tokyo, but it's my side of Tokyo. And, uh, I guess it's like, uh, the Tokyo, I think that's where you go too. That's where you go whenever you get locked up for the detention, but I wasn't there yet, but they they dragged me out there. I remember riding the bus with my dad one time and then he got let out. Like they let his ass out at that fucking, at that place. He got to get out and leave me. Not so lucky. I got, I got to go right back. But this time it was a little. I was actually gonna go see the DA. They basically handcuff you and put you in a cell, and you sit down there until and with a whole bunch of other people too. Like everybody's looking at me. All the Japanese dudes are like, "What the fuck are you in for?" And then I tell them, "Ah, you'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be fine." Everybody's like, "You'll be fine." I met a few more yakuza there, and a few bunch of fucking just ruffians. And like most of them are wrong. They're all actually they're all fucking wrong. Some of them looked away. Like, Ooh shit, you're in trouble. But uh, most of them were like, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. No problem. I remember one time my handcuffs were so loose, I pulled my hand out. <laughs> and they looked at me like, don't fucking do that again. <laughs> I was like, whatever, brother. And uh, I don't know. But whenever I went there with this guy, this time we're in the same bus. Not like he's driving around, but we're going there together. He's got to go too. I've been in this same situation before without him. No cameras. I swear to God, we pull in this damn thing. There's fucking cameras everywhere. There are cameras all over the fucking place. And then, well, in the section, like, where there are. But there's at least 30 people. 
like getting trying to get different angles and like scrunched up on us and uh I didn't I didn't get they didn't I know they took my damn picture because they're trying to get him and shit and he's walking on proudly I was trying to duck my fucking head I'm like oh, damn man look at your ass you do you were right I was like, oh my god this guy's fucking some kind of some kind of infamous right here I should look his ass up <laughs> he might have been some serial killer. But now he said he had 10 years. He wasn't going away for it. He was, he was on some um, racketeering stuff, probably. Who knows? But uh, after after that day, they decided to send my ass to, uh, to county. That's when they sent me to county. And I think that's where I'm going to end it here for this episode. Because that's about it. And it's been long enough. How y'all feel about it? Oh, you ain't talking. So, you ain't got no choice in the matter. Yeah, it's been long enough. All right, bye.